Welcome to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast with your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of the Mill Creek View newspaper. Hello and welcome to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast. I have another great guest for you, as always, focused on the volunteer state and our nation today with always an interesting person making a positive change in our community. This time, special guest Brandon Lewis of the Tennessee Conservative website. But first, for more information about the Mill Creek View podcast, visit us on Amazon Music or Spotify at Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you won't miss a single episode. And thank you for listening. Welcome to our People in the News episode where I interview people who are making an impact and are lovers of truth. Today we are talking with Brandon Lewis. Love is where you find it When you find no love at home And there's nothing cold as ashes After the fire is gone Brandon Lewis, distant cousin of the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis. No, not the cousin he married, but the one that founded the TennesseeConservativeNews.com website in 2020. Motivated by an anger toward Republicans not acting like Republicans and dedicated to holding elected offices and officers accountable, Brandon is the only voice besides me and the Mill Creek View podcast willing to speak truth to power and inform the uninformed electorate on what they need to know Nashville is up to with their taxpayer dollars uh, and how they're behaving towards fellow Republicans outside the establishment. Often a lonely place to be, Frequent contributor to the now off-the-air Alex Abernathy show. Yes, we are without Tennessee's anchorman, but we still have BL and TC, Brandon Lewis, Tennessee conservative, from way down in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Those who know him from the news may not know he also grew his painting business to a million-plus dollars in sales in 20 employees during the 2008 recession and went on to sell it for a significant profit in a struggling economy then decided to flush it away into a conservative donation-only website. Served as political consultant to U.S. Senate, U.S. Congress, state, local officials, and caucuses to the painting industry, and applies knowledge as it relates to marketing of repaint services. Author and speaker, and it's this speaking prowess that got him invited here today. Brandon, how the heck are you, and why are you so darn progressively liberal? Well, I tell you what, that is a rousing introduction. I don't believe that I've heard so many uh, positive, untrue things said about me <laughs> all at once. I will have to uh, mail you a 20, uh, which with Joe Biden's economy today, it's probably now it's, by the time it gets to you, it'll be a 10. And so there you have it. That's about right. That's about right. Uh, for the out-of-towners, uh, uh, what the hell is wrong with Elvis's Memphis? Oh, man, Memphis. I love that story you sent to me. Only in Memphis can a news crew be mugged in the middle of a broadcast. (laughs) Still the cameras and everything probably took the hubcaps off their news van and uh, rode off. Uh, I'm sure if they were to be apprehended, which is unlikely, they would immediately be released without bail uh, because that is Memphis. I wish we could just cut that part off and send it to uh, Arkansas, but we can't. There are three stars on the Tennessee flag, and so I guess two would be unbalanced if we were uh, trying to be a- one star struggling. Uh, <laughs> they're great that way. Actually, it's, it's for the three grand divisions. So there are great things over in West Tennessee. Uh, Memphis is ran by Democrats. That's the only issue, and soon to be run by Ford, right? 
Well, yes. Ford Megasite, they will uh, come in with their uh, corporate oligarchy. Uh, they've already been uh, dictating uh, what our medical freedoms can be in Tennessee, and they've already taken about a billion dollars of our taxpayer money because they really need it. Uh, so I assume that they will be calling more shots soon. So stay tuned. Very, very conservative, very Republican to uh, pick winners and losers and rob from the poor and give to the rich. That's what we're into now. It'll be a nice subsidy for all those volts that they won't be selling, um, I'm sure. But um, I also see that the longest serving Tennessee Supreme Court Justice, Sharon Lee, just reported today, so breaking some news, is retiring. Is that going to be a problem replacing her? She didn't like A.G. Scarmetti, right? So is this her walking papers for losing that that little political battle? Who knows? I, that's That's above and beyond my pay grade. Uh, I was excited to see the Supreme Court rule uh, that Bill Lee's itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny school choice program that gave school choice to 350 families out of about a million students uh, eked through the Supreme Court as not being unconstitutional after a year and a half. So that's that's a positive thing. So uh, hopefully we can continue to see good uh, judgments out of them. And if we can replace them with a true conservative uh, maybe we can see even better. Speaking of that, um, Lee had invited the president of Michigan's conservative Hillsdale College to bring about 100 charter schools to Tennessee, but he had that um, linked, uh, linked charter group withdraw it, uh, the applications, right? So somehow or another, the Lee-appointed panel found the proposals weren't good. What happened there? Uh, you know, one-third of the kids in Tennessee can't read at grade level, so that couldn't have hurt, right? Well, you know, poor old Larry Arnn said something true and it got him in trouble. And that was that teachers, that as a profession, uh, it said they're coming out of some of the dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges. And it's not uh, that teachers are dumb, uh, but it is, it, it is just generally known. I can remember being in school and people would sign up and I, I went to Jacksonville State University, which is the uh, producer of Alabama's uh, largest number of teachers uh, it was originally founded, I believe, as a girls' school and then a teacher's college. I could be misremembering my history a little bit. But all the time, people would start out in business, start out in science, start out in nursing. And then yeah, about the second semester of school, they'd be like, this is hard. And then immediately the words out of their mouth is, I think I'm going to be a teacher. And then, you know, I, I can stay up. I can stay in the bars till 2 a.m. instead of 12 o'clock. And uh <laughs> get through these four years. So we got serious issues and people can argue all they want to about the semantics. But the fact of the matter is the deliverables and the customer service are terrible. And those measurable things, it's it's kind of hard to argue with it. Public education, government education is profoundly broken and cannot be repaired. That's right. Well, the country got the red puddle, not the tsunami they were praying for on GOP TV, but Nancy is no longer speaker, and that's cool, very cool. I don't miss her one bit. But here in Tennessee, in a 99-person legislature, we actually gained two Republican seats to 79, I think. That's a super-duper majority, 80%. So um, what are you always fussing about, about how the Republicans aren't Republican in Tennessee? They just aren't. I mean, take a look at a few key issues. This year, we have the biggest illegal immigration problem we've ever had in Tennessee's history. And every piece of legislation that went through the conservative General Assembly 
conservative in quotation marks for those of you not watching this on TV, um, it, they were all killed. We could not get a legislation that would have stopped the transportation of illegal immigrants in our state that died at the hands of Republicans. Uh, we could not uh, prevent the taxpayer funding of education for illegal immigrants that was killed by Republicans. Uh, we could only pass a bill that would allow illegal immigrants to get professional licenses. And that was signed by our own governor. It had the support of leadership. Um, school choice legislation left and right was killed uh, in Mark White's committee in particular uh, in the House. Um, so all the issues, social media censorship legislation got put behind the budget and for $100,000, it was killed, meaning we couldn't have free speech uh, and be a leader in Tennessee. But instead, we had billions of dollars to give away in corporate uh, welfare with no strings attached. Uh, so many of those corporate welfare programs, with um, example being Oracle, Amazon, they've lost uh, jobs and they're cutting back jobs. They promised X jobs for X millions or billions of taxpayer dollars in Tennessee and now that they're not meeting those standards, to my knowledge, there's no clawback provision. There's nothing that's going to make those corporations have to uh, pay the piper. And so that's really where we are uh, in our state. We, we do not have a conservatism in the General Assembly uh, or in the governor's mansion. Uh, what we have is corporate republicanism. And that's where left-leaning corporations fund and control the Republican candidates. And there's this great conflict uh, between the grassroots primary uh, voter that's usually very low information and then the corporate um, lobbyists and PACs that fund the Republican leadership and even the Republican Party in Tennessee. And uh, when push comes to shove, the money beats uh, the grassroots votes. And uh, we're, we're hoping to change that uh, over the coming years uh, with the introduction of what we do, having a conservative media outlet in Tennessee, and then hopefully some candidate recruitment and training. That's well said. Um, nationwide, it, it, it's not about counting votes any longer. It's about collecting ballots, good old ballot stuffing operation nationwide. And I read only 40% voter turnout in Tennessee. It's true that there wasn't a exciting choice for governor, no president and no senators on the, on the ballot. So maybe that suppressed it a little bit. And of course, apathy, but there were four constitutional amendments on the ballot that nobody understood, but are forever that's sad to only get 40%. Don't you think? Well, there's part of me that, well, okay, this is going to be controversial. I'm sure people won't like it, but Bring I, it like low, I love low voter turnout. <laughs> uh, and I wish it were even lower than what it is, to be honest. I, I wish we could have like, you know, maybe a third of the people showing up. The ones that actually researched, cared, knew what was going on. There ought to be a test. Uh, before you go vote, if you can't like name like the Speaker of the House and the Lieutenant Governor and the Governor and and maybe say what one piece of legislation was passed in the last you know piece of General Assembly, you probably shouldn't be able to vote. Uh, I but I believe we're I getting the cue that we got to hit a segment, so I'm going to shut up now. And we can pick up where we. Oh left. no, 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 we're not. No, okay. I'm sorry. I just see waving of hands and it gets confusing. Uh, usually that's lucky. That's a signal for my wife to shut up. So I'm as if I reacted to that too soon. But the, um, the I think what I, I love about having low voter turnout as we head into the Republican primaries in 2024 in Tennessee is if we can recruit candidates, if we know we've got low voter turnout, that means that uh, less campaign dollars will go further. 
And when you have high voter turnout, you've got more people you have to reach. So I'm hoping uh, Republican candidates that are running in primaries, uh, the conservative ones to replace the rhinos, uh, will will be able to more easily do that by having more targeted audience. So we'll see. Yeah. And I did see how the first order of business in the Senate after the election with Mitch McConnell back as a majority or I guess minority leader, whatever they call themselves over there, uh, our senators Blackburn and Haggerty did not sign on to the gay marriage uh, proposal that's going forward. So I guess they did listen to us. But um, I think we learned again and again, polls aren't scientific and kids that voted overwhelmingly for Dems aren't answering their cell phones for pollsters. Years ago, they still use landlines to conduct polls. So just when they catch up, the kids moved on. And so they are totally surprised again. Um, I've sworn off reporting on polls in my newspaper, uh, even past accurate ones like Trafalgar, because they aren't polling TikTok watching college girls. Um, (laughs) How many kids do you have and and what are their ages? Two. uh, They are three and 10. No, four and 10. Four and 10. Awesome. Well, I know Tennessee conservative is huge with the kids these days. You're like the TMZ of political culture in Tennessee, right? Advertising on Nickelodeon and those dancing TikTok videos. Lots of uh, don't California my Tennessee tumblers on the high schools I've noticed showing up in middle schools. So you know this one. The exit polls at last week's election were what? Furries leaning more Democrat or Republican? Have any stats on that? Yeah, from what I have seen. But to be honest, I don't... You know, uh, probably it infuriates people that I don't keep up with what's going on nationally, not because I don't care, uh, but I, I, I personally rely on word of mouth uh, for people to tell me what's going on nationally and uh, you know, one or two podcasts. And other than that, I'm just strictly focused on Tennessee. My um, entire political um, political philosophy has always been I spend my time and energy where I can have a practical impact. And if I can't have a practical impact, I just prefer not to even know about it. Uh, so I just focus on what's going on in the volunteer state because I have been able to get some traction there. Not as much as I hope, uh, but, you know, the wheel's getting bigger all the time. That's true. And uh, Janice Bowling, I think your favorite senator, actually said in front of the cameras that the furries is a problem. And yesterday's show uh, hit on the mentally ill kids hooked on China, TikTok, and pharma feel deals different drugs um actually asking for kitty litter in schools not far from here where i am at least that's the rumor um so that's the thing now um and i laughed because the democrats pandered to them with debt relief and codify row which was a nice madison avenue word codify and the next day they take down the student loan forgiveness website and biden says the voters are, the votes aren't there to codify oops can't get that vote back um, should have offered maybe free kid, kitty litter, right? What What is this furry thing? And what are the kids in, in Tennessee thinking? Well, I don't know what the kids in Tennessee are thinking. Uh, I don't know what the adults in Tennessee are thinking. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of thinking going on, to be honest. I think uh, people live their lives and hope that somebody else will fix all the problems and they're disengaged and unaware uh, but I do think uh, kids in particular, uh, they're very opinionated these days, far more emotional uh, than the kids of my generation. And I'm I'm an old soul. I was raised by a World War II veteran, you know, and my dad was born in 37. So, I, you know, I have the same interests and 
musical tastes and all that stuff as, as people that are in their 70s and 80s. And so I have a hard time connecting. I'm very out of touch. But that also puts me very in touch with the people that actually vote in Tennessee. I can put my finger on the pulse there. But I just think we've we've just had a uh, I think we've just had a deg- degradation degradation of our culture. Uh, what was it? I think the Tocqueville said when the American people um, cease to be good, then America will cease to be great or something to that effect. And he, he thought that the, the fabric and the underpinning of our culture was found uh, not in commerce and, and not even in legislation, but rather uh, in, in the congregations and the pulpits uh, of America. And we're increasingly seeing that God is being driven out of uh, government and culture and everywhere else. And I think that uh, the vacuum is being filled by something darker uh, and something that is not producing as, as much benefit and light in our culture. And we're just watching you know, culture leak into politics as it often does, or as it always does. So I don't know, bud. That's a, that's a, that's too big of a question for a man like me. You'll have to get somebody. Smart. I think you did great. I mean, you didn't call it the TMZ Tennessee. You called it the Tennessee Conservative, and that is going to cater to an older crowd. And I get it. Um, we just need the younger crowd to pay attention because I saw something where they voted like plus forty for Fetterman, um, and that means they didn't know what the heck they were doing. But we'll talk about that later. Um, you and I actually were on to Vanderbilt. Uh, medical before Matt Walsh and Daily Wire blew that up uh, nationwide. So, you know, focusing local has its has its perks. Um, are you seeing that elsewhere in Tennessee or just Anderson Cooper's family hospital in Nashville? <laughs> are you talking about other gender transitions? Yeah, um, you don't live in Nashville. You're you're out there in the hinterland. So I'm wondering if you're seeing the same type of crazy everywhere or was Vanderbilt a special case? Because Tennessee is supposed to be pretty red. We're not supposed to be seeing the San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Detroit type of issues, but they are here and you know it and you point it out on a regular basis. And so I'm just wondering if you're seeing that issue that Matt grabbed onto in his city, st- elsewhere in the state, in your news. So... Are we specifically seeing kids have their body parts chopped off for profit? I don't know that that is happening anywhere but Vanderbilt. It, it would not surprise me if I had to put $10,000 on whether or not another medical institution somewhere in Tennessee has done it in the past. I, I would like, if I had to like put it down on the table, I, I would probably say yes. I would say something has happened somewhere. Aside from there, that would be my guess. I have no idea if that is true. But, no but the facts. thing that aggravates, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, but no facts to that effect. It's no alleged facts, no facts okay. to that effect. But I'm just, you know, typically if, if you see it somewhere, if there's money, right? If there's money to be had and lots of it, which is the primary reason that, that if, you know, with the leaked information that Walsh put out there, it's the, it's the same corrupting influence that keeps our state legislature from being conservative. And it's that that evil influence of corporate left-leaning money. And, and we do have of- other universities. I mean, there are children's hospitals here. There is UT. There is Middle Tennessee. I mean, they have other potential newsbreakers, but we don't know for sure. But, you know, we had Rep. Reagan on, uh, and he was early with legislation that could have stopped this four years ago. A lot of victims in that time. Uh, I, hope, I hope people go back and listen to some of those uh, shows and the other folks. Um the solutions are sometimes in plain sight. What do you make of this headline? And I'm talking about Tennessee because that's what you focus on. 
Tennessee sees record $405 million in sports gambling in October. Uh, with gambling usually comes the mob. So is Tony Soprano moving here too? So I don't know about sports or gambling. I do not do either or watch either. Uh, circling back, um, the thing that aggravated me the most, and I'll come over here to this, about that Matt Walsh story is Reagan and Bowling had legislation that would have prevented all this, but the rhinos killed it. Specifically, uh, the person that had their fingerprints on it always does, and that's, that's Senator Farrell Hale, uh, who was bought and paid for by the left-leaning medical lobby in, in the Senate. And he is the one that killed so many medical freedom bills uh, when we were trying to get our freedoms back from the Republicans uh, during the whole, you know, take the, you know what, it will prevent this disease from being transmitted, wear the thing on your face, don't see anybody because we're going to stop all this with with our man-made efforts. And, you know, here we are two years later and and all three of those things were false and all of the Research from John Hopkins shows that everything we did that devastated the economy and education and the American um, psyche, it, it was all for nothing, right. nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's nothing. just everybody got on the bridge and jumped off of it, except for me. I was on the bridge protesting in March of 2020 when people thought I was crazy and out over my skis. But if you read a history book or two or the great influenza, you could see what was coming. It was very plain. But on the gambling stuff. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp on this one more time. Go for it. So Matt Walsh shows up, does this story, puts egg on Tennessee's face. And then instead of the people trotting out the folks that actually had the foresight and praising the foresight of Bowling and Reagan, we get the Republican leadership that wouldn't do anything about it the first time. And there's a camera there, so they got to rustle out in front of it. And it's not the people that supported it. In fact, it's probably the people that tried to prevent it the first time. And so that's the bigger story to me that, to my knowledge, only you and I covered. I don't think I saw it any damn where. I mean, I nowhere. I'm like, how does this not get reported somewhere else? I mean, you're, being, so you're actually being generous because Jack Johnson is the Senate Majority Leader, and he now has two bills. No drag queens for minors and no mutilation of minors for transition surgery. Let me read this real quick. Johnson said, I filed legislation to ban any type of drag show that is sexual in nature from being performed on public or private property where kids will be around to see it. All right. And then the other one is a new public health bill that has been drafted by two Republican lawmakers aims to ban gender transition procedures on children. The Protecting Children from Gender Mutilation Act prohibits any medical treatment that alters a child's hormonal balance and produces and procedures that remove their organs to enable the minor to identify as a gender different from their biological sex. If the bill becomes law, it will provide some of the nation's strongest protections for minors within the realm of gender affirming care. Well, four years ago, there's a bowling Reagan bill that you're talking about already on the docket. So what about the poor kids that got victimized in those four years? Wow, but Vanderbilt made some money, and Vanderbilt, <laughs> Vanderbilt, you know, has a lot of lobbyists, and uh, they give a lot of PAC donations. So that just we we'll just call that collateral damage, Steve. Ouch, ouch. All right, well, back to news. So nationally, which I know you hate, Fox and Newsmax are, I think, waning as conservative outlets. Um, Murdoch is stuck in the '80s. If he thinks he's a player at 91, and his kids hate us, in my opinion. Uh, Newsmax fired Emerald Robinson, my hero, and Grant Stinchfield, who I could care less about. So they aren't on our team, basically. Your show is growing. Um, in Tennessee, there's the Tennessee Star and the Tennessean, maybe, I don't know. 
you you would know better than I did. Um, there's one more I'm forgetting. Uh, what's the state of conservative news and information in the reddest of red states, Tennessee? Well, there's not much. There really isn't. Um, we continue to grow. Uh, we recently got banned on Facebook from advertising or going live because I posted a meme of Kyle Rittenhouse, and it said, I trust Kyle Rittenhouse with a gun more than I trust Alec Baldwin, which is factually accurate. I mean, one yeah. used... Congratulations, you're actually in a good club. The yeah, one, one used a gun in self-defense and didn't hit anybody else and, and did it in a crowd and did it under distress and was acquitted in a court of law, not public opinion. What's the, the difference between Kyle Rittenhouse and Pfizer's vaccine? His shots work. His shots are effective. One shot's enough. One shot's enough, yes. <laughs> uh, and so any, at any rate, so our, our social media presence uh, up until recently and even now, is, we got more engagement than any other news outlet in the state because of the irreverent nat uh, nature in which we do it, uh, mixing together uh, personality, humor, and news. Uh, they come for the personality and the humor. They stick around for the news. And um, but we don't have much. The Tennessee Star uh, used to focus exclusively on Tennessee, and now they've taken finite resources and stretched it over multiple states. And so you, you get a couple of articles out of them a day. I wish they had stayed focused on Tennessee. And, uh, you know, their, their donation I don't know how they get their money necessarily. Like we're just grassroots funded and I don't, I don't get paid through the Tennessee conservative. I earn my money doing something else. So it really frees me up to be completely honest about things uh, in a way that, that other people can't. For example, Jack Johnson asked if he could advertise uh, in my publication. I said, absolutely. I'd be happy to take your money, but just know that I'm going to endorse Gary humble. And you know, we didn't get any ads out of him. Uh, whereas, you know, if you look at the Tennessee Star, Jack Johnson advertised, and then all of a sudden, all the press for Jack Johnson was really good, and all the press for Gary Humble was very bad, even though it, it's almost indisputable that Gary was a lot more conservative than Jack. But so you, you got nice. that kind of stuff going on. Uh, you may have to cut that out. Uh, and if you do, that's fine. Um, but at any rate, um, we just don't have much. I mean, we've got me, uh, we've got you. Uh, we've got some some nonprofit groups like Tennessee Stands, Tennessee Eagle Forum, uh, Americans for Prosperity, uh, Beacon Center, uh, Moms for Liberty. I mean, we kind of have these weird grassroots organizations that are doing newsy-ish stuff kind of sometimes. Making news. Uh, some sure. doing it a little bit more, but other we don't have a traditional – TV program. We got a few radio hosts out there, uh, but it's not much. But also, you got to realize, Steve. Most people, you know, every time if Joe Biden, you know, craps his pants, everybody knows about it, and there's like eleven thousand stories written on it. But something very significant can happen legislatively in our state capital, and very often, if it's conservative in nature, we are the only ones that cover it. Period. And even though it, it's a salacious thing. Nobody else will pick it up because it they they are paid by left leaning corporations. And they don't want to see that kind of stuff in publications. Yeah, I'll tell you. When I rolled out my second paper in a conservative county, they were it was almost like giving a a, a thirsty man a drink of water. They were just desperate for the news that they weren't getting from those other. One of them is from Canada. One of them is far left on you know Seattle light. It was 
so obvious. And in a state like Tennessee, so obvious. No, no, no wonder you're growing and those other ones I listed are failing. Now you went out on a limb last month. Uh, hope you didn't didn't bet any money, of course, but um, you publicly said you wouldn't vote for Governor Lee, beloved Governor Lee, businessman and farmer Governor Lee. Uh, I think he won by 101, maybe 102 percent. So you yes. didn't, didn't hurt him much. Um, you don't have to vote for him next time either because he's term limited out. But seriously, why did you not vote for him, the reddest of governors in the reddest of red states, except the Santis in Florida? Well, he he's not conservative. Uh, he could not carry DeSantis's jockstrap, in my opinion. Um, he promised to expand school choice. Here we are after an entire term. We've got 350 families out of a million kids that have school choice. He promised to stop illegal immigration and to enforce the rule of law, yet he put an illegal immigration center in my hometown, five minutes from my house and business, where children were both molested and lost. And it wasn't until we broke the story, and it finally got, again, national media attention seems to be the only thing that makes uh, our Republican leadership in the state do the right thing when it should have been done for it being the right thing's sake. Uh, he promised uh, to uphold our constitutional rights without compromise, yet he completely trampled them during the pandemic. I'm sorry, uh, it, some people getting sick, it it does not uh, replace our Constitution. And the General Assembly did a terrible job of even standing up for their own sovereignty as a separate branch of government as he used a emergency powers piece of legislation that was written for tornadoes and earthquakes to apply it to COVID. It was just very scurrilous. I can't believe people people's memories are so short. That's one thing that politicians always have going for them is people's memories are short. Uh, he promised to shrink government. He grew it by 21%. And the corporate welfare has just been explosive uh, in our state. And studies prove that the only two people that that helps are the corporations that get the money and the politicians who get the PAC contributions. And there's not very much economic uh, impact that can be seen relative to the amount of money given. And it, it's just all of that and more, I could talk more about it, but his record's just not good. I mean, like you said, only a third of our kids can read at grade level. Uh, he allowed the schools to be shuttered and closed. And, and he was the first in the nation for governors to come up with this idea and actually execute on allowing our prisons to be depopulated for loopholes, let's just say. I mean, he led the, I don't want to say defund the police as much as it was the de-incarcerate the criminals. Am I right? Well, his record on crime's not good. I mean, crime's gone up under his watch. Um, so, I mean, crime's gone up. He's soft on crime. Uh, he's definitely soft on illegal immigration. Uh, I just don't see much to be supportive about. I mean, he told mm -hmm. Christians that wanted to worship in person and gather together with their families in Christmas and holidays that they were selfish. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, that's not what the scriptures say. And he uh, appointed Penny Schwinn who is a California liberal, uh, the edu uh, education secretary now. Now, he did do a good job with Scarametti, although I do believe this, the Supreme Court chose him. He came from the Memphis uh, child trafficking. So that was a good call. Um, a, another school here in Williamson County is called Battleground, uh, where all the famous country star kids go, actually. And they just introduced CRT, or what we call wit and wisdom. Um, and another school, Harpeth Hall, is an all-girls private, 150-year-old dedicated um, uh, to 
I would think conservative parents' children who want to be at an all-girls school, they decided that 2020 was the year things changed in biology and will now allow biological males to apply. Uh, that isn't exactly um, going to fly. But what I noticed is there weren't a lot of transfers out of there. Parents saying they're going to homeschool, teacher resignations, donors bouncing checks, alumni suing, uh, you know, like a negative reaction. I, I haven't seen it. Um, you know, former B-2 bomber pilot Robin Steelman is the chair of Moms for Liberty in Williamson County. So you don't want to mess with her. I think she's going to probably step up. Uh, Trisha Lucente has also been on the show. And I know you know who she is from Tennessee, Parents' Choice Tennessee. Um, they're fighting. But I guess my question is, why aren't we seeing like all of these kids who are at these schools that aren't doing the job fleeing? So... I have been in a situation before in a private school where me and a small group of people had to stand up to uh, people that are more driven by fear than faith. And it's very uncomfortable. Um, the good news is when you have the truth on your side, uh, it was that the truth is sharper than a double-edged sword. And the truth comes out. And two years later, I mean, we were completely vindicated. And you watch organizations like Boy Scouts, um, go against the values upon which they are founded. And there's a lot of momentum institutionally in these large, established, well-moneyed um, campuses, etc. And and maybe the, the cancer is small to begin with, but I think eventually you watch those organizations crumble, especially nonprofits that are originally uh, founded with, with a conservative group, like they fall apart. And you've seen that happen time and time again. And I think uh, organizations like Carpeth Hall will slowly see that happen. People, the, the first time, and they, they may be uh, opening enrollment for this stuff. And that's all well and good. And, and I'm sure that they have lost some donor support. I mean, and the thing is with a private school, you don't ever know. Because I work for Baylor School, which is, you know, a, a private boarding school here in Chattanooga. If they've got problems going on, you're not going to hear it. I mean, that's going to be discussed in board meetings and kept hush-hush. Um, but I do believe eventually that stuff will happen. But I, I think the first day a man in a dress shows up to harp with balls, I think that you're going to see... I got that. I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're going to see... Uh, I think you're going to see a different thing happen. Uh, and In particular, if there are incidences of any sort. But... You know, I think so. You're, you're saying that the the virtue signaling of allowing the application is one thing, but the actually acceptance and letting them show up on the volleyball court is is quite another one. Yeah, okay. it's going to be another, and that'll be great. And another thing that's going to be fantastic is the media attention that that's going to garner, yeah. and the liberals will want to uh, plaster it far and wide as being a good thing, but it's going to be terrible for the school. Yeah, um, I think I just read that there was a kid who did a a boy spiked the volleyball into a girl's head and basically dislocated her neck from her, from her thorax. It's a terrible situation. You can't have boys playing those sports, but okay. So this County, by the way, is 90% white. So all the CRT trying to tell kids they're oppressive when they probably don't even know any kids, the color, much less in a position to oppress them. is kind of weird. Um, they got better odds convincing them, you know, that the cat needs the kitty litter. Um, they all have cats. So, you know, um, it, I don't know. It's odd when the ch new chairwoman of the Williamson County GOP called her Republicans racist for not liking the way the nominating convention for county chairman went for Christopher Richards. 
Um, we had him on yesterday. Uh, what do you think of all that nonsense? I mean, sometimes I think that the federal government's push to to find racists under every rock is trickling down to our level, but it's really a phantom. Am I wrong? So the devil is not lazy uh, and he is not stupid. And racism has been used to divide people and create hatred since the beginning of time. I mean, that is, it is just, it is like, another thing is like the devil's only got like a handful of things in his playbook. He just cycles through them and they're very effective. And for the longest time, the Democrats and, and, and their ilk uh, were very pro-racism, segregation, the civil war, the whole nine yards. Uh, and they fought against any and all things that would lead us to a colorblind society. And then right about the time the truth caught up with them and people got sick and tired of it, and it was actually politically detrimental, they switched gears and they cooled it for a little while. And then the devil comes out with like new new and improved racism 2.0, which is where you just pointed it at different race. And the white folks pointed it at the black folks and the brown folks for a long time. And now the white folks and the brown folks are pointing it at the white folks. And we may or may not wake up to it anytime soon. I hope we, I hope and think that we eventually will. Um, but I don't know. It's probably going to run its course. Uh, people that ascribe to that stuff are, are both morally and intellectually bankrupt. Well, uh, it's ironic because the exit polls showed that Democrats, well, sorry, former Democrats, blacks and Hispanics have migrated in record numbers to the Republican party at the same time that these white liberal girls apparently or ladies sorry have latched onto what you're talking about so there's a disconnect between what racism is like in that uh, amendment three in the constitution where slavery was on the ballot so to speak and people actually being treated racist i i don't get it they don't get it and maybe it has something to do with that low uh, ability to read or uh, low information voters, at least. It just doesn't connect to me that the racism that they're demanding we all are is actually being applied. I don't see it. I mean, I've been all over this state um, working in Republican circles where all the racism is supposed to be. I mean, it's where it's all supposed to be, right? It's supposed to right. be. I mean, it's right. like, it's like the a Confederacy, GOP, right? Yeah. It's like a GOP slash Klan rally. It's supposed to be everywhere you go. And and to be honest, uh, people are so scared uh, as Republicans of being considered racist that if you're like if you're like the uh, minority black person that shows up at the uh, Republican ladies, you know, you know, supper or whatever potluck, uh, you're treated like like with kid gloves and almost like royalty because people have been so scared. Um, it, it just it, I don't see it. I don't I don't see where it is. I don't run into it. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's just it works. It works. And sometimes uh, the boogeyman doesn't have to be outside for you to be nervous about going outside. You just have to think he's out there. And that's that's what a lot of this uh, phantom racism is, in my opinion. I think it's politics. I think you're absolutely right. Um, OK, so we got about five minutes left with you. Are you up for a lightning round? You, you go some, ahead. I'll try to be as quick as I can. I'll read some crazy recent headlines and you give us uh uh, your two minutes thoughts on it. And um, I'm pretty sure uh, they named it wit and wisdom in honor of you. So let's see uh, your wit shine through. Okay. Let's go. So first one, 
Tennessee has a near nation-leading violent crime rate, according to FBI. I do not doubt it. it and it's all, it, I bet it's all in like 15 zip codes. It's a very long state. So 15 zip codes would be what, like uh, a center of, of four or five counties? No, you just need a few. There's a few in Nashville, a few in Memphis, a few in Chattanooga, and a few in Knoxville. And like, wow. I, bet you, I bet if you could take a pen and strike through about a dozen zip codes in Tennessee, we would, it would just be fantastic. And so we've just got a, we've got an inner city violence uh, problem. We don't really have a statewide issue. I also kind of think that there's something to the fact that it says due to change in reporting system from the legacy summary reporting system to the new national incident-based reporting system, many police departments across country did not submit crime data to the FBI. So I kind of think it's making the reddest of red states look worse than it really is, but that's okay. Uh, the 1980s hangover and the GOP, if they ever want to win again, and that's a big if, Republicans must play by the rules they helped create. That has to do with um, ballot harvesting. What do you think of that? Election integrity and Democrats playing by different rules than the Republicans for the last 40 years, 60 well, years. I heard it said, I think, by Dinesh D'Souza, D'Souza, I never can say his name. When he came to Chattanooga, uh, I got to meet him briefly. Uh, I don't find it interesting to meet people I don't know, but it, it was interesting to meet him nonetheless. Um, he said that Democrats work on uh, the mechanics of winning an election, uh, and while Republicans try to actually win the electorate. And we've got to get better at that first thing, and I agree with that. Yeah, certainly have to start talking to the younger people. GOP is dead after midterm failures. Time to build something new, Senator Josh Hawley. I don't know what that is. I, I don't know uh, what it is. That's, again... That's the red wave didn't show up, and yeah, uh, a I've, senator from up north. That is, again, I, I'm not a grand strategy person. I'm a blocking and tackling person. You'd have to... If somebody smarter would have to figure that out for the GOP nationwide. I'm sorry. Okay. No worries. Uh, Children's Minnesota Gender Clinic treats pre-verbal toddlers for gender dysphoria? I think it's the same thing as people that wear masks in their cars. I think it is a, it is a cultural psychosis in certain groups, and I, I don't know how you fix that. Here's one I love. Lottery accused of systemic racism after massive Powerball payout. If you have the odds of one in 40 bazillion, how can it be racist? <laughs> Everything is racist. That's just you just that you got to start with that to know where you end up. That would be a good Mel Brooks movie song, I think. Okay, last one. How Tennessee disenfranchises 21% of its black citizens. While many states have made it easier for people convicted of felonies to vote, Tennessee has gone in the other direction. Do you get that? Well, they're there saying that certain... because our felons can't vote, we're yeah, somehow it's disenfranchised. Terrible. It's terrible. Next thing you know, that's going to be the next constitutional amendment that Republicans are going to pass through. First, we're going to keep people that are in prison from uh, working at all because, you know, paying a debt to society is when you sit in a room and incur a debt to society. And then we're going to uh, we're, we're further going to make sure that there's like no civic punishment for doing things that are completely outside of cultural norms. That just doesn't make sense. 
That's exactly right. Excellent. All right. Well, BL, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. We are at the end here. Uh, please tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and the Tennessee Conservative News.com. Quickly with my time, Tennessee Conservative News.com. Hit the subscribe button, Tennessee Conservative, anywhere you get your podcast. But I'd like to spend my time thanking Steve. Uh, so many people that move here from liberal uh, hellholes. <laughs> are more enthusiastic, engaged, and proactive than Tennesseans because they've actually seen what happens when uh, the frog gets boiled at the end and everybody else is just sitting in the hot tub. And so if you're a Republican and you're out there, wake up, uh, please do uh, follow and support uh, Steve and everything he does. Uh, we need some people that will take action instead of just posting and inventing on social media. We've got to do practical things to build our own uh, media apparatus here in Tennessee. And I do believe uh, Steve will be an important component with that. So thank you for all you do. Thank you. And between you and me, we can maybe save the universe by 2024. Let's let's work on it. We'll work on Tennessee, at least. I'm going to try to save. I'm going to try to make Tennessee a little bit better. That's my goal. I'm with you all to the end. All right, man. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. Have a great night. Take care, buddy. Welcome to the Steve and Steve segment of our show, where we cover what we just heard and anything else on my mind today. Steve, what do you think of Brandon Lewis of the Tennessee Conservative website? He's a firecracker, and I like the fact that he um, is focusing on the local level and not really paying much attention on the national. And I'll be honest, Steve, that's how I approach things, because I have no control over D.C. <laughs> I don't even have anything control over my state, for that matter. But maybe I can get a little more involved with my local, as in county and city. Uh, I think that's his focus. Exactly right. That's what my wife and I spent the last two years fighting for was uh, uh, the county because we figured, you know, there's no way we're going to be able to run a statewide or even a nationwide uh, election. And, and there wasn't president on the ballot anyway. So let's try. And unfortunately, it didn't go well in Washington, but here in Tennessee, not so bad. Um all right, let me frame this next section uh, by playing this clip. Um, Producer Steve, please play clip number one. Constitutional republic, not a democracy. The ideal of a democracy is universal equality. The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy always degenerates into dictatorship, which promises government guaranteed equality and security, but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. America was founded as a constitutional republic to safeguard the liberties of the people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters is subversion of language. By calling America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our principles of government. All right. Thank you. Now, I played that because that is from the 1950s. And what I've noticed in the last 
20 years is that the Democratic Party, or at least progressives on the left, like to use the word democracy, protect our democracy. We heard a lot of that from Bernie Sanders and from Hillary Clinton. Our democracy is at stake. But I want to clarify that there is a difference between democracy and a republic. Yep. The power is held by, in a democracy, the population as a whole. In a republic, it's individual citizens. And there's a difference. When it comes to making laws, pure democracy, a voting majority has almost unlimited power to make laws. Minorities have few protections from the will of the majority, also called mob rule. In a republic, the people elect representatives to make laws according to the constraints of a constitution, right? So there's a difference. So what the left wants as a democracy is not really compatible but with what we are and have been for 240 years. They are ruled by the majority, but in a republic, laws made by elected representatives of the people, protection of those rights in a democracy, rights can be overridden by the will of the majority, and the treasury can be raided by the vote of the majority. And in a republic, a constitution protects the rights of all people from the will of the majority. That's yes. great. Minority rights. And of course, early examples, a democracy would be Athens, democracy in Greece, 500 BCE. And in the Republic, you have the Roman Republic, 509 BCE. Our founders knew the difference and they made a choice. Um, please play clip number two to see where we've come to. Managers spoke about rhetoric, about a constant drumbeat of heated language. Well, as I'm sure everyone ex watching expected, we need to show you some of their own words. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. You've got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If you were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish you were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take him out now. Okay. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> okay, so that last one was the Vice President of the United States and the canceled Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, and then, of course, there are a lot of other voices um, from the progressive left. Representing the rule by the majority, we're using violence, which, as that first clip showed us, the dem dem democracy often boils down to violence and that's unfortunate i just want to well i guess it's not a digression but i do want to mention the fcc came out 
uh, recently and said, TikTok is China's digital fentanyl. Federal Communications Commission member Brandon Carr said that TikTok is China's digital fentanyl and that the social media platform is a very sophisticated surveillance app. At the end of the day, TikTok is China's digital fentanyl, a Republican and one of five FCC commissioners said Friday on Fox News. The short form video app owned by China-based ByteDance claims to have 1 billion users. U.S. teens and children spend an average of 99 minutes a day on TikTok, according to parental control software maker Austodio. A lot of people look at TikTok and think that it's just a fun application for sharing dance videos and other funny videos, but that's just the sheep's clothing, said Carr. And then the same day, ironically, the FBI came out and said, we do have national security concerns. FBI director warns Chinese Communist Party uses TikTok to compromise America's privacy. We do have national security concerns, at least from the FBI's end, about TikTok, Ray said in a hearing focused on worldwide threats to the homeland. They include the possibility that the Chinese government could use it to control data collection on millions of users or control the recommendation <laughs> algorithm, which could be used for influence operations if they so choose, or to control software on millions of devices, which give it opportunity to potentially technically Damn compromise smart. personal devices. Chinese tech giant ByteDance owns TikTok, which currently has more than 200 million downloads in the United States. And according to Fox Business, the company must share its data with the CCP upon request as required by Chinese law. Ray confirmed that Chinese companies must do whatever the Chinese government wants them to in terms of sharing information or serving as a tool to the Chinese governments. And so that's plenty of reason by itself to be extremely concerned, he added. So why is this important? The Gen Z went overwhelming for the Democratic Party candidates. Debt forgiveness and abortion were on the table as something the nasty Republicans would take away. They either fell for it hard and bucked history and voted in large numbers in a midterm when president wasn't on the ballot, or they allowed their votes to be harvested and stuffed the ballots for Dems proving the polls wrong. Listen to this and tell me which you think it was. Probably like... I don't know. Like 1901? Yes. Very good. It is? It was close around there, but I'll give it to you. Who fought in the Civil War? I don't know. Do you know how many continents there are? No. How many states make up the United States? How many states make... Dude! I know this. You know this. I, I do. That's crazy. I don't want to do this to the... Say a number. Say a number. I don't know. No, you, you probably, do know this. You probably... You do know this. Do you know who the president is right now? Joe Biden. Do you know who the vice president is right now? The black lady. <laughs> what was the question? How many states in the United States? Yeah. It's 29, I guess. 29? I guess. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. You got. It. You know how many states make up the United States? 50. You know what the capital is? Of? United States. Harrisburg. Oh, is there a capital in the U.S.? Who fought in the Civil War? The Civil War? Wasn't it... What's his name? Kennedy? Kennedy's... Yeah, Kennedy against who? Um... I don't know. Do you know what the capital of the United States is? Um... No. <laughs> you know what three times... Yeah. Well, there you go. That's uh, Gen Z voting ages 18 to 24. They are now voting, which is good. And according to Edison Research, 
About 12.5% of voters in the 2022 midterms were between the ages of 18 and 30, Gen Z and younger millennials. And according to some exit polling, these young people are voting with a D plus 28 bias. Gen Z 18 to 29 voted D plus 28, and a huge number are registered as independents. Gen Z voted for John Fetterman by a 46-point margin. The state of Michigan, an abortion referendum on the ballot, and turnout was so great for Democrats that they swept races for governor, state senate, and House attorney general and secretary of state. That's how you get John Fetterman, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, and Katie Hobbs in Arizona. Stay tuned for my thoughts. Welcome to our Thought of the Week. But before I share, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to Mill Creek View Podcast. Just go to iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, or anywhere and hit the subscribe button. And check out our new Rumble page. Thanks for doing it. When they look back on me, I want them to remember me not for all my wives, although I've had a few, and certainly not for any mansions or high living, money I made and spent. I want them to remember me simply for my music. He also said, our other people, they practice and they practice. These fingers of mine, they got brains in them. You don't tell them what to do. They do it. God-given talent. Another thing he said was, normally things are viewed in these little segmented boxes. There's classical and then there's jazz, romantic, and then there's Baroque. I find that very dissatisfying. I was trying to find a thread that connects one type of music, one type of musician to another, and to follow that thread in some kind of natural evolutionary way. Jerry Lee Lewis, no relation to Brandon Lewis, September 29, 1935 to October 28, 2022. Rip killer. Well, that's it for this episode. Hope you liked it. Write to me at millcreekview at yahoo.com and I will read it on the air. Thank you, Brandon Lewis of tennesseeconservative.com. Please check out his site. It's very informative. Only conservative outlet in Tennessee holding Republicans accountable. Until next time, this is your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of the Mill Creek View Online.com. Keep it real. Peace in our time.